0: What's going on? Welcome to Canell and Bell on this Wednesday. Big show we got to get to. Andrew Luck, injury. Mm-hmm. Somebody's been plagued by injuries. How seriously should we take it for the Colts? Uh, some of the most annoying things about college football. Interesting look uh, at that list that was put out earlier this week. And our favorite segment. The return of Shoe Showdown mm. new expanded
1: edition. I don't know if you came strong enough today, bro.
0: I don't know if I did either, I just, but I, I felt like know. I was blowing you out so <laughs> the water so many times. I was like, let me take uh, it easy on it's you a, a, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of uh, I was letting you win one there. Uh big news around the country for most people. Uh school is back in session. Indeed. Your kids were back in school this morning, mine were back in school this morning. Do you, I should say, does your wife, because it's become a thing, I'd say, probably since Instagram started, where you take the picture, and there's a little sign, and they hold it up. It says, my first grade, uh, my first day of fifth grade. With the date on it? Yeah. And you kind of put my first day of kindergarten, my first day of whatever grade you're going into. That, that's a thing now. Cause I was just on Instagram and I was like, man,
1: there are a lot of a lot of people doing just holding up a sign. Yeah. The, no, we don't do that. We don't participate.
0: And then what you do is like in 10 years, be like, I can't believe it's 10th grade. There's your first grade. Right. You know, nope. you kind of, you didn't do that. Nope. Your wife
1: doesn't do that. She just takes pictures of them. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, they get but the like, like just, Hey, here. They're, they're, no signage. You guys. No signage. Like she's just ready for him to be gone yeah it's just like it out <laughs> well, goodbye take a picture goodbye at
0: this point of summer yeah. i am so ready for the kids <laughs> to be out of the house like hey, yesterday i'm trying to do some work in the office and they come in they're like dad let's go can i have the tv remote or like yeah. something annoying and i'm like no mike aren't you back in school yet in 24 hours <laughs> yes we're good back in school so an a uh, fun time for parents this time of year to get that kind of <laughs> off your <laughs> off your uh workload a little bit getting them back the other thing i had for you i Never feel more helpless mm-hmm. than when I start feeling
1: like I'm getting a cold. Yeah, we talked with you're not you're not getting a cold, bro. It's allergies I've got them too. I woke up with like a little tickle in my nose. I was sneezing yesterday. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. Like I woke up feeling weird, but then no cold symptoms ever. Like, so you won't follow
0: pounding any
1: Zycam emergency. Oh, I'm on it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the mean, wellness pills from, yeah, from yeah. all from, uh, like, I from from told you about yeah, those. I, those are gospel. I take those regardless. <laughs> I'm like, I'm erring on the side of caution with those, but nothing has manifested itself. So I'm like, Still got a little, like, little trickle in my nose and stuff. Yeah. I think it's out. Oh, it
0: I on. think, so here's what I think about all those home remedies. Yeah. I think they reduce the severity and the longevity of the cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they completely eradicate it. Right. So, but if I'll take that, like, I'm going to start pounding stuff. I already started taking the wellness pills from Whole Foods. Correct. I'm looking there, for every fortune. advantage.
1: Talking about advantages and I'm going way off. <laughs> yeah. I started watching a show last night called Screwball. Oh, on yeah. I've, I've
0: seen it. I have, I, I saw it as an option. It, is it good. No, so it's about
1: oh, what's his what's his name, man. What who was who, who, uh, who did a Rod get linked to? Down? Oh,
0: that's right, oh, the doctor.
1: Doctors. Yeah. Yes. It's the it's the son. No, not not. The, is it not a documentary or a drama that's about? Is it a documentary? It's a Documentary. So yeah, it's, it's, it's actually yes. The people. Yes, yes. Yes. Fantastic. All right. Only oh, no, got no. halfway through
0: it though, and it's just a movie, right? It's just like a one clip. Yeah, just it's not one, a series. Yeah, it's, it's About two hours. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely mm-hmm. watching it. We might have to do a, a podcast special on that one. Uh so I have to check that out. All right, on to our show. Yeah. Uh Antonio Brown has been a focal point of the NFL news cycle uh for the last couple weeks helmet dispute with yeah. the league. Uh I understand it. I think it's you know it's something that you like to a but degree. to a degree. Yes. Uh when you're willing to petition the league and threaten hey retirement, passing up on millions and
1: millions of dollars, then it's kind of to a point where you're like all right, come on already. I'll even co on you petition in the league. Yeah. Like you f- feel free. Yeah, But not the threatening of retirement over it. And
0: You can do all of these things without letting it be known to everybody, making it this big sideshow, which it has become. So he took to Twitter the other day, and he's now looking for because he couldn't find a helmet. His helmet was 10 years or older, Mm -hmm. which the NFL will not certify because it's 10 years older. So he said, you know what? Let me take to Twitter. I'm looking for a shut air advantage adult large helmet that was manufactured in 2010 or after. In exchange, I will trade a signed practice worn Raiders helmet. You have sons who play football. If, they, if you had a shut air advantage adult large helmet, which you might have, you never know, I f- what would you do? Would you have texted
1: him back? Would you have DM'd him? Yeah, I'd give him the, the, the shit helmet, no problem. But what? I, I don't going to be a want- signed practice worn <laughs> helmet. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't wanna, First of all, if you're going to give me a signed helmet and it's going to be worn, it ain't going to be in no damn practice. It's going to be in a game. Yeah. It's still not <laughs> going to be enough for me to give you my shit helmet. And I feel like this is an easy one, bro. Like, you can probably find your own. Ten year or less yeah. should just air look on eBay. Figure, yeah, figure it out, homie. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean. But no, to answer your question, one helmet from him worn in a practice would not be su- sufficient. I feel like there should be there should be multiple um, zeros. Incentives. Yes,
0: <laughs> I was going to say
1: multiple zeros. In that pay, players will pl- uh,
0: pay significant amounts of money to their teammates just to wear a number. Right. So you would think for a helmet, you're looking at minimum ten grand. I'm talking about grands,
1: I'm talking about two tickets, like yeah. and in a very desirable see, again, section at the game. Me. After the game, maybe we get like you know a half hour worth of your time just to kind of get the particulars and stuff done. A, a nice little package like that. i it out. Here's for you.
0: one area where I think we might be discounting uh, as former players. For a fan, it might be pretty cool. Just to say, oh, when you're watching every Sunday, wearing my helmet, that was my helmet. Okay, you know, if you're a, maybe uh, that's enough. You know, but I would still want some zeros in there too. I would want some sort of payout, just I'm, not a signed helmet. Probably
1: now. like Robert De Niro and a fan. <laughs> yeah. I want it all, man. I want. I want to be in your house. Like, uh, I, what's up? Where are we going
2: to eat? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you want it all, yeah. Joey? What do you got? Did uh, Did either of you pay for a number when you were in uh, your absolutely. respective leagues?
1: No, I, one Daniel Cannell may have. I yeah, did not. I did. I took and what they gave me.
0: It's something, it's a regret I have to this day because it was so <laughs> stupid. But when you're in that, again, professional, uh, sports yeah. as a job is a false reality. It's a dream. Like it really is. Yeah, right, right, right. It is. And it's a great dream. Sure. It's awesome. Sure. When you're in that dream, sometimes you do things that are a little delusional. Correct. Uh, when I was, when I was signed by the Atlanta Falcons, I had worn 13 at Florida State. I had worn it with the New York Giants. And, yeah, when I was coming out as a rookie, I maybe would have justified, hey, you know, you had a pretty good career at Florida mm-hmm. State. You want to keep that number. It didn't end well in New York. So what a great opportunity to make a new change, start with a new number. Right. They gave me number seven. I was like, oh, man, that 13 looks really good <laughs> on another quarterback who was already wearing it, my right. buddy Tony Graziani. Right. So I was talking to him I'm like, hey, man, how attached are you are that number? And he's like, "Well, everything has its price." Hey. So there was, and we were, we got to be pretty tight. We played some golf. I wore it for a lot of the off season. Yeah. But I was like keeping an eye on the preseason, like when you start going out there and playing. So I was trying to get in, you know, get it for twenty five hundred bucks, which I thought was, you know, not too much of a big number. He wanted twenty five racks, so I was like, 25 is hey. way too high." <laughs> so we kept going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, twenty five grand. Far apart was, on that negotiation, there, <laughs> exactly. <brother. laughs> which is how most of them play out. Right. Came down finally. I feel like I talked him down, but I still feel it was too much. 10 grand was the number I paid to wear the number 13 for two crappy years with the Atlanta Falcons. Like they were not good years. I had to pay 10 racks to get my number. See, and the way I justified it, I don't want really give too much on the inside, yeah. but my signing bonus with them was a million dollars. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, all right, it's just like I got 990. Right. think like it was a part – like, I just yeah. took it off the signing bonus. So, it's kind of all relative. But looking back on them, like, how dumb was that to do Oh, there's a
1: lot of stuff yeah. I bought that i look back and say was dumb. But my jersey number, having the opportunity to do it, I would have done it. I wasn't given the opportunity. They were like, dude, you're not. <laughs> right. first-round pick's wearing your number. Pick another one. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like, okay. That didn't happen, <laughs> did it? Yeah. Really? Asha Pavlovich had my number 11 when I went to Utah. Uh-huh. There was no discussion about that. Like, I had just come from Dallas – and, like, you know, 11 is what I had worn in Philly and Dallas. And uh, Utah was like, yeah, bro, get another number. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right? <laughs> 19. Yeah. So, that,
0: so then when I got – so I was I played in Atlanta 13. Yeah. Then I was out of the league for a couple years playing arena football. <laughs> definitely with no number right, there. Right, yeah. Like, we don't even make a 13. So I was like, you're getting 19 or whatever it was. Played minor league baseball. And then when I got back with the Broncos, I was so desperate just to be back in the league. Yeah. There was zero chance I was asking anybody. Sure, I didn't yeah. want, and I got number three. Yeah. But – one of the quarterbacks I was competing with got cut, and then it became available. I asked the equipment manager, I'm like, hey, can I go? And it was like, yeah, sure, yeah. it's available, so we'll let you have it. Right, right, right. So it kind of worked out there uh, again in the end. But the helmets, specifically, you do get the attachment to it. I don't know how your boys are with their helmets. Some of them are, it's sort of like an old pair of shoes. Like, the first time you put on a brand-new helmet, you'll get a bruise, like a mark on your forehead. Right. And you might get a little bit of a headache. It's just annoying. But like a pair of shoes, maybe you get a blister. After a while... They are just become old shoes. Look,
1: wear them long enough, dude. Youth helmets suck because <laughs> no, real talk. Because it's not like you got an equipment room where you can keep trying them on and be so I have to like they wear those Speed Flex, the Rideau Speed Flexes. Then last year, um, um, should it, let me ask you this question. It is should correct? I don't know. I honestly don't Cause know. Cause I've and I've been like around football. Nine the whole people thing. call it scut, and I'm like, dude, it is not scut. It should. But anyway, <laughs> I bought them these. I think they're called F7s. They got the tectonic plates. Things cost me like 400 bucks. It's probably on the, that's reasonable. Reasonable. I brought, I got them, got them all done, gave them to the kids. They put them on. They were like, nope. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Nope. They were both like, nah, too heavy, can't wear them. So, boom, gotta get rid of those. Like, I wind up like gifting them to people because ain't nobody buying it from me. So, I'm like, here, your kid's got a really safe new helmet. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So, this year we went with the, uh, the Vices. Um, what's it called? I don't even know what it is, but it's really soft. Yeah. Um, it's the one Russell Wilson and those guys wear. Yep. But they come in today and I'm like, this. Please, they really Please. Like, Please. Like, <laughs> Please. Oh. but but that's the problem with youth helmets because they can't try them. And to your point, they like the old one. Yeah, They're like, this fits. This is yeah. I, This is what I want to wear. And yep. I'm like, it's not safe enough, dog. We got to get you another one or mommy's going to pull you out of football. Yep. Right? <laughs> so if you want to play, you got to do it. Wear this one. one.
0: Which is what the NFL ultimately said. And AB is on the lookout trying to get out there and find it. Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, says they have located one. They're there getting it reconditioned. And it's just a matter of getting it recertified. So it looks like maybe this will have a happy ending half of all of this stuff. Uh, at the top of this hour, we just read Andrew Luck having a considerable change in the reporting that's been coming out. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, it was ah, he's got a little strain, a little muscle strain, no big deal. Yeah. At the time, I was like, hey, this is Andrew Luck. This is a player who has not played many full seasons. Uh, we've been told before, back in 2017, no big deal uh, with a shoulder issue. Then all of a sudden, he misses an entire season. This thing has kind of blown out of proportion really fast,
1: and I shouldn't say blown out of proportion. I think it's kind of it's become a big story. Is he just an anatomically unique individual? Maybe. Is there? I mean, because they get his injuries wrong all the time. <laughs> Yes. Like, you know, you look at his scan, and is it not representative of, like, 99.9% of human (laughs) beings' scans?
0: Well, I think what happened is because of his injury history, the Colts were probably trying to play it really tight to the vest. Let's not give any information. Let's keep it as vague. Let's call it a little strained calf, right? Then you have their owner, Jim Ursay, who is one of the more vocal owners that's out there. He goes on Sirius XM Radio, on NFL Radio, and he starts just just telling everybody well hey i know everybody's having their questions about andrew and that sort of thing but i feel very very confident that he's going to find his way through this thing then he compared it to kevin durant like are you kidding me not good after the kevin durant thing and everything everyone's erring on the side of caution but quite frankly that's the first thing you should be nervous about quite frankly right this is not even the achilles tendon this is in another area it's a bone issue Like, are you kidding me? So he's giving out. It's a small little bone. And Ryan Diem had it. And Raheem Brock had it. He starts naming off all these other players. Jim Mersey, in trying to downplay it, actually threw gasoline on the fire. Colts GM Chris Ballard actually had to come out and clarify things and said it was a high ankle injury. Which, again, remind you, is different than the calf's reign that they talked about earlier. Right. Chris Ballard said, I'm not ready to say. From the start, we've been dealing with a calf injury and marched through camp dealing with a calf. And then the little area behind his, below his calf, which Andrew kind of referred to as a lower leg, where he was dealing with some pain almost in the ankle area. The injury wasn't getting better and had been practicing. Uh, Less so, is more. Yes. Less is more, dude. See, this, I put this on Jim Arce because he opened up this can of worm. Then you get reporters are going to flock to it like a pack of sharks with blood in the water. Right. But all of this does have me nervous for Andrew Luck. You said his body is anatomically different. Clearly it's probably not. But there are players in different oh. sports, for whatever reason, Dude. their bodies just aren't built for the grind.
1: If, and it is a tough it's a tough job. If this were who's their backup quarterback? No, I can't Oh Jacoby yeah, Brissett. Yeah. Yeah. So if this report was about Jacoby Brissett, I don't know that you have any like reason to pause. Or None concern, at all, right? You're like, okay, whatever, be done. But since it is Andrew Luck and there is an injury history, a weird injury history, um, of things that linger way past their expiration date or at least their perceived expiration date, um, I think there is cause for concern there with with Andrew Luck. What whatever happens with Luck is going to happen as an organization. This is organizationally, like get get on the same page. Yeah, like get one voice to come out and give as little about the injury as possible. And keep it moving. Don't come out there and have four different people given four different messages about the injury and no one's got any real clarity on it. Before you get up in front of the mic, you should be prepared on, on all levels. Like this is what we're going to say and no one else is saying anything else from the doctor. This is exactly what you say, Danny, when you get in front of that, in front of that microphone and you categorically touch on all of these things and that's all we're going to give the media. Right. When you get up to the podium unprepared and you just let your lips start like running. Right. This is what happens.
0: If that was a player, let's say it was any player on the Indianapolis Colts and he did what Jim Marseille did. Yeah. Like gave, gave it. Oh, fine. He would be reamed yeah. out by the head coach. Absolutely. Everybody would be like, what are you doing? Thing is interesting. It's their boss, but still somebody in the PR department. I wonder if they do. Cause a lot of, you know, a lot of people are scared of the owner. Yeah. But I wonder if anybody said anything to Jim Marseille. Probably not. And maybe he's learning the hard way. Yeah. Oh, when I open up this can of worms, of course it's going to come a major part of the news cycle, which it is now. And now with him missing the preseason, most likely in bringing his status for week one up in the air. See, high ankle sprains are tricky though. Yeah. Like
1: I would almost, you know, soft tissue, um, provided it's not near your Achilles. Yeah. It's a strain. Yeah. Like,
0: you know, we can But why with- did Ursay bring in Kevin Durant? No, I don't know. All alarming Maybe things. Maybe it is. All alarming
1: things. But high ankle sprains are equally as alarming because there's no real timetable on a high ankle. High ankles can linger for months yeah like do you know what i mean depending on the severity and the weird thing about that is never had a high ankle but everybody i've seen with high ankle their pain isn't in the back of their leg so there would be no reason to ever reference an achilles yeah because high ankles don't don't like they don't register behind your leg you know it's just weird on a a lot of fronts
0: it is weird a lot of fronts and we'll keep you updated on here Uh, cbs sports hq all day we'll have your uh, latest updates from colts camp Welcome back to Canel and Bell on this Wednesday. Um, The the Cowboys have themselves in this really interesting uh, situation where they're trying to keep everybody happy. Multiple players have their hand out saying, hey, it's my time. This is is what every player looks forward to is when you have a time, when your contract is up. Now, Zeke, of course, has a couple more years left, but he's saying, hey, I am hot right now. I need to – I want an extension. I want some guaranteed money. Dak is in that position too. Jerry Jones spoke about some of these contract situations yesterday. Have a listen.
3: Our my focus is on our team, not where any of these players' contracts are relative to another player. I'm not dealing in the market. I'm dealing with what, how to fit this team together. And so if uh, the kind of advisor, if I'm listening to advice, is how to get all of these top players under the cap. And so I don't have the responsibility of dealing with the market. And these players really don't either because they either they have quite penalties if they've got to not play. They've got fines. They've got all kinds of issues that are involved. So we're both trying to do something that's, uh, 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 that that has a certain uh, acclamation. Mm-hmm. You've got to wear it a little while. You've got to think about it a little while. Uh, it's not like me going out here and buying something that I have to decide, well, do I want to just spend that to have that. That's not it at all. It's that I've got to realize that I could let a DeMarcus Ware out of here because I don't have enough money because I paid it to too many others. That happened to me. And so I don't want that to happen again. And we've got some top talent here.
0: Man, Jerry Jones loves a microphone in front of him. (laughs) Loves to just talk and talk and talk. But I do think that was a very interesting insight because – They've been playing this thing out publicly. They've been telling people, Hey, we don't need our leading rusher in the NFL or, you know, all these, there have been floating rumors, I think about what Dak wants and what he's turning down. Um, but he does make a pretty good point. Like yeah. if it was like, and that's where you kind of are starting to kind of go back and forth, make the player feel good now. Hey, we would love to have you. Right. If we didn't have the salary cap, of course I would go out there and pay it. So that's kind of all the part that makes sense. You're like, all right, here's Jerry. You know, that's pretty good insight. Right. Then it got a little bit wacky. Here are the next part
3: picture if you were a driver of a car and you had a wreck and your hand was almost severed off but you didn't understand your anatomy you look down you're spurting blood you open the door and run to the woods and either die bleeding to death or shock the educated man looks down knows his anatomy squeezes and knows his best chance is to wait for help that's because he's been there a lot and done it and so i'm waiting i'm squeezing and uh, waiting for help you're waiting for
1: bro you have right. to be the unluckiest mo in the world <laughs> to have your hand almost severed and have been there before yeah. and knows <laughs> how to deal with who's it. Who's in that
0: situation Multiple severed hand, okay. I would think the
1: smart man, as he was talking about it, <laughs> would get
0: on their cell phone and call an ambulance and say, hurry your <laughs> ass up because I got to get out of here. Right. Uh So, yeah, Jerry, a little bit off the rails on that last one. But I do understand where he's coming from. You know, Look, hey, hey, this thing is going it, to – it's great drama, and you're seeing it unfold. I do think, ideally, he would love to keep them all the, under the salary cap And it is going to take some convincing. There are going to be, that's where I almost feel like it is an advantage that you have these three players in Amari, Cooper, Zeke, and Dak, or maybe you can say, look, can we get all of you guys to buy in and take just a little bit less so we can keep all of you? Maybe use some of that peer pressure where they get together, as opposed to if it's just one player and nobody like other players are like, do what you got to do, or his agent's telling him this thing. Maybe if you can use that influence, which Jerry clearly is
1: trying to do. Uh, jerry's a master manipulator yeah i mean didn't he get that he got that big old what they call it uh is it jerry's world whatever it oh is. yeah that thing was built and paid for in a recession bro <laughs> like <laughs> no my dude knows how to get it done right like yep. so he, the way he's trying to manipulate the media and even if he's off with the whole severed hand thing like <laughs> he's playing the game right a little bit of like hey we don't need you a little bit hey like we'd love to have you a little yep. you know a little bit like hey man we made you a great offer what's up like he's doing what he has to do um and sure, in in a perfect world, you'd get all three of those guys. And they'd all be bought in, and they would all take a little fractional discount, and we could go play the season. NFL I I doesn't work like that, man. Because you can cut like the, the the way it's structured, like you can cut them and they don't get their money. So when the iron is hot, you got strike, man. Yep. And you know, I heard the rumor. I don't know who reported it. I'm just rumor if it's reported now that like uh uh Dak is not taking a penny less than Carson Wentz. And I kind of said that yesterday. I was like, man, I feel like it's a personal thing with him and Carson Wentz, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, when those type of things get attached to it, one guy feels like like he's got to make a statement out there in the market. So, Jerry is not competing against the market. Those players are. I thought he missed on that, too. He said, like, they're not really, you know, shouldn't be concerned with the market or competing against it either. Why not? Like, if you regard yourself as, as the best running back in the league, why wouldn't I be concerned with the market?
0: Right. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, but I think where it gets personal is Carson Wentz was drafted – Two overall the same year. And Dak's probably like, man, I've I've been trying to catch this dude my whole career. Correct. I didn't get any respect. If you were that
1: proverbial underdog and now you've positioned yourself and your numbers are just as good and, and you've been more durable and all of that, like, why wouldn't you do that?
0: Yeah. And that's what he's looking for, uh, according to them. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, definitely right now it's easier just to talk about it and play some of these games because there's no real game taking place. Right. The closer we get to week one, we'll be get we we'll get a little more stressful for Jerry. I don't know if you'll see some of those crazy stories coming out. Uh college football, week zero is ten days away Ooh, with the wait. Miami Hurricanes <clears throat> against the Florida Gators. So at this time, uh we have are uh, a lot of preseason teams are put out. Yeah. CBS Sports, right here, has put out the College Football All America team. As you look at some of those, the SEC, to no one's surprise uh has seven players they have the most first teamers and the most total selection yeah trevor lawrence over Tua. interesting one it's an interesting one i don't think it should be i think he's the best quarterback uh i think he's gonna have the best talent around him now what would you
1: do you would have gone with tua no i'm not look i don't know how close i don't know how close it was but i think that's a conversation that needs to be had i'm not trevor lawrence a better pro yes like more prototypical absolutely um uh, numbers wise, like, if Tua has a year even close to what he had last year and Jerry Judy's back. Yeah. I mean, he's going to put up video game numbers again. Half their, half of their schedule is, is teams that shouldn't even be on the field with them.
0: Yep. You know what Do I mean? You remember Trevor Lawrence? Remember Kelly Bryant? We talked about him. He was starting four games. Oh, okay. Trevor Lawrence, True. with those incredible numbers, didn't play an entire season. Okay, that's good. I one. will. This is. It doesn't. They're the two favorites for the Heisman Trophy. Their teams are favored to win the national championship. They probably square off again in the national championship it, game, which would be awesome. But the Heisman race itself,
1: yeah, should be
0: fascinating between these two. Statistically, all of it trying to play out. Yeah. Who is better? Because it is kind of. They are both great, right? And they both will be NFL quarterbacks. But how does that play out? And how do they outdo one, uh, outduel one another throughout the season? It's so one other one. Like, I wish the Heisman trophy was given out postseason. Right. Uh, it is kind of in a unique spot before bowls. Uh, so you do have a little bit of a look there, but I just wish it, this one might come down to the wire where how great would it be to see head to head, Tua now versus Trevor, yeah. the leaders in the clubhouse for the Heisman to kind of go at it there. That would be pretty fun. So the Heisman Trophy. One of the things that some people find annoying about college football mm-hmm. is the Heisman Trophy ceremony itself. So our friends at Saturday Down South, some buddies of mine, uh, they've got a great site, talks all about the SEC. They put out a list of the 25 most annoying things about college football. It's that time of year. Yeah. Right? Uh so the Heisman ceremony was one of them. Hey, it needs a little juice. It's kind of boring. It's a little stuffy. Stoic. Kind of like yeah, you, do we really need an hour? Especially some of the landslides that have been out there. So let's take a look at the top five most annoying things in college football when they're out there. Uh, <laughs> wait, what are you laughing at? Wait, wait a second. These yeah, dudes are just trolling me right that's there. That's fantastic. Most annoying things. My Twitter handle is one of the best things about college football. That's
1: I'm going to interact with the that fans. That is an accomplishment. I feel like I that is that is a real accomplishment there. You are that much of a... Tr- you are that annoying.
0: I'm in right? their head is what it is. That I'm is that great. much in their head. What, what's wrong uh, with noon games? I love noon games. Oh, see here, I do think they suck. Like, <laughs> Why? Well, noon games on multiple levels, right? Yeah. So you like them because... the time do you wake up? Like, you wake up at 10, 30, 11. You don't have to do anything, right? Oh, we talk... But, I get up I I'm get up at like I'm up early, bro. All right, but still, are you tailgating at those games? Probably not. No, I am not. A lot of fans, you know, tailgating... You don't think of it as brunch, you know, like you're not gonna have omelets, and you know, now you can, but it just doesn't have the same feel as some barbecue, some beers, like mimosas and bloody marys. They're okay, but for a noon game, you got to do that. Um, It's just
1: you don't have the ample time to get ready See, i'm tr- i'm thinking of everyone here yeah i'm not thinking about myself and my and my missed opportunity to have a brew right. i'm thinking about my saturday as it lines up like it's right. a great day of football because you can start watching it at noon right and run it all the way through like midnight yeah that's you get rid of the like that kills your like that's what college football is about fair point right but Self-based. i think still
0: the perfect time of day uh it is not even the eight o'clock game i think three thirty Oh, no, CBS has the SEC yes, game of the week. It's beautiful. perfect because you have you can get there at eleven and start your tailgate around lunch. Right. Um, The best part about it too is when it's done, you can go out and enjoy a party. You can maybe catch the primetime game. You can yeah. have a good time. You could celebrate your win. And you weren't tailgating
1: correctly. <laughs> well, here, if, if you you're in college, thirty bro, here, and you've been tailgating if, appropriately, you should be pretty. If much you're, watched. but if you're a college kid, yeah,
0: no, you do. Fourth quarter games in hand, you go back get a little power nap. From there you seven go. Seven till there nine, and then you do it again, and you there go. You second go. half is the late night.
1: A crowd. I'd be completely spent. <laughs> I <Like> got <laughs> forty-two years old, bro. Oh I'd yeah, completely now.
0: Completely but see, so you yeah. said we're taking care of everybody. Yeah, right True. Try, uh, try. preseason polls was number four on the list. They do drive me nuts. They're a part of what we do in our business. We analyze them, we talk about them, but I hate the influence they have. Over the entirety of the season. Yeah. And certain conferences, other over some, take it as you will, always get the benefit of the doubt because of the preseason, uh, the recruiting rankings, brand names. So they always have more teams in the preseason polls, which makes their schedule look tougher. It makes their resume look tougher at the end of the season. The committee says, the playoff selection committee, they claim they don't pay attention to rankings. But they're humans. They're going right. to watch a lot of shows. When they're watching games, there's a number next to the, yeah, next to the team that's it, playing. Right. You can't avoid it. So it's just one of those things. There were some other interesting um topics throughout. Big 12 defense this was brought up as one oh. of the most annoying. Halftimes. Halftimes are too long. 20 minutes in college football. That is a lot. Get it down to 12. NFL does it in 12. Yeah. Marching bands are cool. But you can still play a couple songs.
1: You know in what? I, I love the University of Miami football games. They're band of the hour. Is the single worst thing in college football. <laughs> Real talk, like I, I hate the band of the hour. Like it is just the worst. It's the worst experience. It always has been. Even back in the Orange Bowl, I used to hate the band of the hour. I don't but know.
0: one of the best parts about Miami is when they play Florida A and M. And they have the marching. band. that's a treat! Oh yeah, yeah. Now, if the Florida A and M marching band. Let them go for a half hour. Correct. Give it them is. after the game parties. Like <laughs> let them do that for sure. Uh, so, some college. One of the most annoying things about college uh, football. If you want to chime into the show at Cannell and Bell on Twitter, let us know your most annoying things mm-hmm. about college football uh, as well. But you're not allowed to put my Twitter uh, on there <laughs> as an option there. Welcome back to Carolyn Bell. Yeah, that was a quick surprise back uh, from okay. break there uh as we're back. Uh college football, one more story I wanted to hit on. Right. Ohio State. The Ohio State University. Yeah. As they like to introduce themselves Correct. on Monday Night Football or whatever else, then whenever they referenced the Ohio State University, they like to do it. Right. Don't, they have come yeah. out. There are other schools that like to do I'm it. Too. Say, what the? Uh they uh want to apparently, reportedly, trademark the word the for merchandising purposes. Now my first question to Joey, our producer, when he brought this up, was this just as it as it pertains to the Ohio State University. Like they do sell shirts that say the, the. and they have them on the t-shirt and stuff. But you can't trademark, you can't trademark uh, the word
1: the, can you? So stupid. The whole thing? Yourself. Like what would you do? I just, I, you know what? People would take themselves so seriously. Like university. I just, I, get over yourself, dude. Who you trademark the? Like we got the U. Like we you got. That might be like, it, <laughs>
3: but, right, right. but the you, be be
1: so <laughs> but like, all right. All right. Let me take a step back. Yeah. Like it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's one word.
0: It's, it's a conjunction. Word, oh, you can't, it's you really can't
1: dumb. And like, thankfully the trademark attorney, a,
0: a trademark attorney did call it a good Lindsay, which it should be. Uh, I don't even know how this stuff works. Yo, hi- like if you did get that trademarked, what does that mean? Anytime somebody uses that. In a setting that you get a percentage of it. Isn't that what it means? Yeah. Like they have to buy it from you. Correct. So of course, I'm not going to get the word the, because it's used all the time in print, well, in media, wherever it is. Even There's an that. arrogance there. Yeah.
1: Is the most arrogant thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> yes. Or
1: the stupidest thing yes.
0: I've ever heard. Trademark that. Right. <laughs> What's up, Buckeyes? Uh, they'll come after you though. Watch out for them. They're fan bases. I love Ohio. Cool. I love Ohio. I live there. Exactly. I love Ohio. <laughs> uh, the NBA season, uh, is going to be upon us pretty soon. It's crazy how fast it always, uh, we just had yeah. a schedule release the other day. A lot of people are assuming, uh, making the claim that LeBron James is going to be on this revenge tour. Yeah. Was, hey, you know, people counted me out. I missed the end of last season. Richard Jefferson, one of his former teammates, one of those people who are saying that, saying he will, quote, destroy as many people as possible this year. Are you buying into that?
1: Well, I think he's motivated and I think he's going to come out and, and played with the renewed, like, um, you know, vigor, if you will. Um, he's trying to win championships, but I don't like. It's not a revenge tour. Like, who's he taking revenge against? Who did anything to him? <laughs> right? I, uh, you know, I, like he he was injured boy for David the first Griffin? time. Yeah, maybe, now there might be a couple games, but like, I don't think universally anyone like wronged LeBron to where he's going to be on this revenge tour. He's got, I'm sure he for the first time in a while feels like he's got something to prove. He was questioned last year because, you know, uh, you know, he was injured. His team didn't make the playoffs. There were a lot of things going on there. Um, and so yes, he will come back and try to put his stamp on boom, best player on the planet type of thing, but I don't know why
0: Kawhi slighted him. Hey, I'm going to go play for the Clippers. Not a slight. That man chose to go. Yeah, but don't in you think LeBron instance, would somewhere else. It that way? A- because if you recruited him, LeBron is the king, right? He's saying everybody should want to play with me. And so that and it wasn't the only one. Like there have been other players have been reported that maybe passed on him in the last couple so, of years. Oh
1: yes, maybe Kawhi. Maybe there are a couple players out there. But generally speaking, I don't know that he is going to be in Sacramento on a Thursday <laughs> oh, night well, talking about trying to destroy someone. He's going to be just trying to get out of the building with a W. Well,
0: see, here's what I think is interesting, is Kawhi Leonard kind of laid down a blueprint for how, load management. Like, a perfect right. example, didn't play in 20, 22 games last year. Like, that's a lot. You think LeBron and other players are Oh, sure. Him? Because remember the narrative a year ago was Adam Silver, I need you guys to play. And Kawhi Leonard's like, forget that. I'm going to do my thing. It kind of flew under the radar. Right. Then he's able to be fresh in the playoffs, carries his team to an NBA finals, you know, a championship. So I wonder if LeBron is looking at this season as, Hey, I just was injured last year. Why waste all of my energy in the preseason? Like, I do think he wants to win championships, but maybe a part of that is not a revenge tour where he's tearing up the regular season. Sure. It's let me take more time off than I ever have and be fresh as ever when I'm getting older when I take down the postseason. You know,
1: the unique thing about them is I think it's got to be fly by the seat of your pants, and it's hard to do that. You usually want to script that out. Do you know what I mean? Like Toronto had Kawhi's missed game scripted out. Like when I was in Cleveland and LeBron did it, those were kind of scripted out. There would be a game here and there where he's like, "I don't feel great. I don't know if I want." Like, and you you accommodate, but for the most part, you want to script that out so you have an idea of how you're going to manage it. Um, if, if the Lakers like you're trying to get in the playoffs, that West is is loaded, man. Like, there's there's there are a lot of good teams out there, and so you kind of got to see what you look like as a team before you can start guaranteeing him 20 games of rest, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're fighting tooth and nail to get in, you you might not have 20 games to 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 play with. Yep, you know.
2: Yeah, I think Raja, you kind of touched on it with the Western Conference thing and him wanting to get back to the finals. And I agree. I don't know that it's necessarily a revenge thing, but there was this little bit of narrative last year that he goes from dominating the Eastern Conference all this time, and then in his first year in the West, like, look, when he he play, he went to the playoffs with some bad teams in yeah. Cleveland, and then he goes to the Lakers and doesn't take a bad team to the playoffs. So there's a little bit of a narrative there, like. Is LeBron is it was it the wet was it the East? So maybe he's on a little bit of a revenge to prove that he can do it in the West.
1: I mean, that'd be fair from his perspective if he wants to, you know, put the naysayers uh back in their place. I I, I don't I think it is unfair that you would compare that season to any season he had in the Eastern Conference just because for the most part, his Eastern Conference teams had a lot of help around him, mm-hmm. like older guys who were prepared to win games. Save for those teams when he was a rookie, but he ain't. His his body isn't built to do what he did as a rookie anymore. So, like I, I do think there were some other circumstances in play last year with the Lakers, in terms of you know his injury, you know the injuries to some of his his younger players, and just the fact that they were young pups to begin with and probably couldn't help him the same way that those Eastern Conference teams could. But fair, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, and I do think LeBron and some players at this point in their career, when you've achieved the greatness that he has, you have to trick yourself into thinking, hey, everybody's slighting me. Let me go out there and prove it. Like Tom
1: Brady does it every Brady single year. Brady do it all time, right. Uh, so maybe that's one of the angles that LeBron is looking at as well. I do think he's going to be fantastic this year. Yeah. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. I, I, I don't know what the Lakers look like. I think he can be in the conversation for MVP.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it should be fun to watch for sure as this season, uh, across the NBA, not only LeBron, but so many good storylines. Uh, throughout the season, uh, NBA 2K has released their all decade teams. where did I make what? what from what the I 80s. <laughs> oh, did we get Rajah on there? Well, all right. So let's break them out. See if you can name <laughs> some of these players. Let's, are we going to take right. that 80s first? We'll go old school, right.
1: school first. 80s. What are they? Pictures. All decades. Oh, team. Larry Legend, like, that, Magic. Doesn't
0: he have uh, lighter hair than that? Oh, that's easy. Kevin
1: McHale, McHale. Moses Malone, and MJ. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah look at that. this going to be hard?
1: The one uh look at that who? shot. Look at look at and that was true to his form, man. That oh,
0: Larry Legend.
1: <laughs> behind the back like yeah, way yeah, behind the head. Up
0: here. They should have had the one where he just has the one in there when he's holding up the one three, finger point, competition. The three point contest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then let's move on to the 90s. Those were a little tricky. Oh, huh? that's interesting. Uh, all right. So you got Jordan in the middle. Yeah, you got Hakeem, Scottie, uh, Mailman, and John Stockton. Look at that. You just yeah. took over. See, I think those are harder. Stockton doesn't look exactly like the way he does. Yeah, it's, so, eh, it's kind of stockish. Yeah. Scotty looks a little different. But once you get up there close and start the, seeing The numbers. The Scottie and the stock. Oh, yeah. You got the numbers on there. But if you didn't have those, I think they're a little bit harder to see. Uh, and then let's bring it into the 2000s. All right. When when you get to the OOS. I don't even know what you call this era. oh you Tim go, I'm Tim Duncan. Yeah. Uh, you got. Oh, these are. Wait a second. AI. Yeah. Who's on the bottom right? That's LeBron. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you got Shaq right there in the middle, and then top
1: right is that KG, bro? That's the Mamba, man.
0: Oh, look duh! Gracious. <laughs> but see, I wasn't looking. At, I was looking at. I couldn't hey, really tell there. Not
1: for nothing. If I was Shaq, I'd be pissed.
0: Yeah, that, that, look at that picture. It looks like he's fourteen, bro, either that or it just doesn't look like him at it all. Doesn't
1: look like him. That's not fair. <laughs> like Shaq, Shaq. Look, I wouldn't. You know, I. I don't know the Shaq's any uh, male model necessarily. Yeah.
0: What Mamba he's, now. That he's was better a bad, looking than that.
1: Yeah, Mamba was a bad miss now that I'm that's
0: looking at it a little bit closer. I have my glasses on. Uh and then do we have the twenty ten team? Do we have the 10 definitely 10s? made that. Wow. <laughs> a slight to you that I, you weren't on there. You uh, got Ooh, Dwight Howard, that's him up there. I'm like, wait a second, maybe I'm off on this one.
1: Ooh, I see that face. I don't know, bro. I mean he was really, really good in in uh with, in Orlando, they made the final.
0: Yeah, but you yeah. got to be able to perform the entire decade if you want to be an all-decade team. I hear you, brother. His drop-off was. You, you talk quick. about yeah, yeah, quick, and it was ugly. Um, uh, I and Hurry, Steph, my man
1: Stevie Nash didn't make a, a team in there. What was the one before that? Can we get Can we get the uh the twenty thousand thousands? Tw- yeah,
0: there's a look at that one. I'm talking about a. Moment. So that was well. I mean, uh, if you're looking at cards, yeah, uh, yeah you you're not put him over Kobe
1: or AI. AI maybe? No, I don't think you can. But right, we never went to a finals. AI went to a finals. AI is phenomenal. I ain't taking nothing away. No D, you D Wade. Got mul- you got multiple time MVP. D Wade's multiple championships in, in two thousand. No, one was in. I ain't gonna argue with it. What are, you, what are you gonna do? There are a lot of good guards. And to Joey's point, he said they're very specific about positions. In Which this. I hate. Yeah, you should just have them.
0: It's not. AG didn't make any. Well, that's why I was. That's why I was surprised. I thought he, I would assumed he would have uh, on that at least one of them. Yeah. But that nah,
2: clearly didn't do it. All right, what do you got here? What's your beef, there, Joey? The uh, the there's a few, and I don't like the positions thing, but Dwight Howard. First yeah, of all, first of all, he didn't go to the finals this decade, and okay. this guy has left a trail of destruction every place he's gone. Sam Van Gundy, Otis Smith, Mike Brown, Kevin McHale, Rich Cho, Steve Clifford, Mike Budenholzer, Ernie Grunfeld. Hey, guys, they're all gone. They're all-, <laughs> they are all gone, and it all happened this decade, and Dwight Howard has not been that good. I don't Rural. understand how Dwight Howard could be on any list.
1: Yeah, th- that one is that one will be a, Yeah, forever. I'll have to uh, figure out what they were thinking on that one, and I didn't realize that, that were, there were that many casualties of Dwight. R- uh,
0: that's, that's a long top. list. That is a long list. I mean, list. you talk about guys like Anthony Davis who sometimes get called a coach killer. Yeah. What that is the def- that should be the picture of it in the I, dictionary. I,
2: I think it also just shows that like the center position is just gone. I mean, yeah, really, if that's who they're putting in for this decade, there's no, re- I mean, I tried to look into it to see who it really was. And the best option I really came up with, and it's it's appropriate that he's not in there, is Al Horford. He's been consistent, he's taken teams deep into the playoffs, he's that's been all the best player on really that's good That's
1: all we got teams. for the 2010s.
2: Who else the at option? center, like true center. If you're going, no, go I love Al Horford,
1: that. but like that speaks volumes, though. If Al Horford is what, well, you're...
0: what about Kevin Garnett? The fact that he didn't play for the last three or four years—that's what's going to kill him. Uh, I you might put him over there. Yeah, I don't know if he had enough. Yeah, I
2: mean, I think it's longevity yeah, for yeah. for an all-decade team. I mean, right. I mean, you, Boogie was good stats, but come on, you're not yeah. putting Boogie there.
0: No. Yeah. So I guess by default it gets in there. Still, uh, not the best choice for sure. The position thing just makes no sense to me, especially the way the game has evolved. Correct. I can't even. Your separate. position lists for the yeah, most part. Exactly. Right. Welcome back to Canel and Bell on this Wednesday. So we used to do it every single Wednesday to end the show. Uh we didn't do it in a while. Maybe we ran out of shoes or whatever it was. We both love shoes. All days of summer, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're often in here comparing shoes, saying, Hey, have you got what do you think of these? So why not do it on the show? Right. Uh Nike actually came out with an interesting idea, which I was fat the first thing I thought of is I wonder if you would do this, considering how your boys run through shoes, your sons. Uh the Nike Adventure Club. So it is a subscription box for kids specifically. Nike will send a pair of Nike or Converse kicks at regular intervals. You get them monthly, bi-monthly, or quarterly, depending Uh on how much much you pay. Each pair of shoes works out to between 50 and 60 a pair. The customers can choose what style they want from performance to sports to everyday kicks. Are you going to do this? And I mean, if your kid doesn't like them, you can send them back
1: and swap yeah. them out. The only reason I would do it is if I'm getting shoes that tr- like would cost more than the fifty dollars a month that I'm paying for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not a hundred dollar pair. If you give me a hundred pair of Jordans and I can pay fifty dollars a month, <laughs> right. yeah, I'll do it. Other than that, plus my kids are like, my kids' feet are big, right? So they they might not they fit in the kids anymore. Oh yes. Yeah, so we. Got, <laughs> I like the idea though. I like Nike being on. uh well, there have been some like trunk clubs, some
0: yeah. other like fashion sites have done it for men uh, specific. I don't even, I don't know if women. Sure. Uh, and they'll send you gear and you get a little bit of a discount, but it's kind of an interesting way to stay on top of things mm-hmm. like the latest styles and stuff. Uh, because I am, so I used to love sneakers. Right. Then I kind of fell by the wayside. Then now in like the last year. I kind of got back into it. Yeah. I have that bug. So I started going on StockX and finding some of the yeah, latest releases. We know. Our boy Ruben, who works here, is all over the game. Right. So I'm going to get you caught up on the releases. I mean, it's crazy how many
1: new releases there are. A lot of shoes, a ton Before of Before you go there, let me yeah. tell you, like my sons, right? Like mm-hmm. a, two that are have grown men feet, right? Yeah. One of them, my oldest, like his collection is, is nasty, right? right. But he don't, he don't really care about the shoes. Like, oh, so really? he's just like, give me a pair of like slides and some socks and I'm good to go. Yeah. My other one, Ty. His his is nasty too, but he won't wear them either because he's you don't want to get them dirty. (laughs) I'm like, bro, why gotta wear them out? I'm like, why are you? Why am I buying you these shoes, bro? If you will not wear them to school, he's like, he just won't. I think he's gonna be a sneakerhead though because he won't wear them. Right, keeps them there. Right. I'm gonna
0: wear mine. Me too. I don't care if they get. I'm gonna wear them because yeah. I'm not paying for them. I'm gonna wear them. Right. Uh, some of the releases this weekend. Uh, Air Jordan, the Jordan One, yeah. women's satin black toe. Oh, Thing glass. that frustrates me about these is like these are pretty tight. Like, oh, would you wear them Yeah, so yeah. I, like, I have those. <laughs> you do. About. Those are dope. Uh, the retail price one sixty after market on some of these sites like StockX, you can find them $300, 450 bucks. Which really isn't that bad. Yeah, the women's. Coming out in demand.
1: I got to get for my some wife pair there pair those. Those are cool. Oh, They're there you
0: go. You better get on it. You're going to drive it. down to South Beach and no, do I'm it at not, the mindset? Oh, come on. You do it for your sons. Uh, <laughs> all right. How about the Nike Alpha Dunk hoverboard? Released this weekend as well. Retail 170, uh, resale projected to be around 200.
1: Look at those. 50. They've got kind of like the LeBron. Uh, those are too busy for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just talking about the shoe itself has evolved a lot from Kobe brought that out, right? Like, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the Alpha Dunk. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's evolved. It's got that upper just like the LeBrons this year had. The name I don't
0: comes know. from the actual hoverboard that Marty McFly used in Back to the Future. That's so dope. L O B. Do you know what it stands for? Um, no. There's the Legion of Boom at the Seahawks. That's definitely not that. Legion of Bounce. Oh, Okay. I'm trying to steal yeah. that. I wonder who had it first. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And then, also released this weekend, some of the hottest shoes in the game: mm-hmm. the Adidas Yeezy 700 Wave Runners. On these, expensive to start with, three hundred dollars retail projected to go 400 to 450 aftermarket i personally am not a fan of the yeezys Garbage. i think they're kind of ugly Garbage. they look like nursing shoes remember steph curry got it's railed the dad
1: up? shoe thing man it is like the dad shoe they're thing. called dad shoes for a reason they're but terrible what i would but why are kids wearing them then oh they're in right but they're terrible
0: so but if i wear them i do feel like an old dad like why would i want to wear those now the kids if they're kind of mocking it making fun of it Bro. Then they would do it.
1: I you do not own a pair of You Yeezy. didn't see like, uh, um, Craig Popovich had like the most generic white pair of Nike, straight dad or granddad shoe on at Team USA practice. Yeah. Like he was all over sneaker like files. And they like, loved they it? Loved it. That's what, I mean, they're corny old Nikes, but that's what people are wearing today. My kids love Yeezys. Love them. Like, and my where you, son has I still two don't understand how to get them.
0: You can only get them online or they have them at certain stores.
1: Uh, you have to be in a lottery system, like at, at, Foot Locker. Usually Foot Locker will lottery them out. If you get one, if you're lucky enough to win one of the lottery tickets, then you can, you can, you know, slot your name in for a size of shoes. Yep. My sons have a hookup with a kid at the high school who can get them. Oh. So they get them. I hate them. Yeah. Um. But they love them. What are you can do?
0: All right. So it wouldn't be a shoe showdown without a shoe showdown. True that. What I'll go want? first. I right. kind of took it easy on okay. this. One, but these are new. These are a oh, new. Oh, don't do that. Don't come a out and purchase. Do this is the out. Jordan Trainer PSG version. I like those. There's St. Germain. I, there. I like those. Got kind of a nice of color scheme. You know very PSG comfy. PSG was. I didn't, when I originally got it, I thought it was some designer. I didn't, I'm not a soccer guy.
1: Track points for that. I like those though. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Kobe nines. Super high. Yeah. Super high Kobe nines. Kobe wanted more of a boxing feel. He said he wanted to be like, you know, have a boxing feel with the shoe. That's why they're so high. They got the nine stitches on the back, right? Oh, that's for his uh, Achilles injury, like the nine stitches when he had them. Um, so that's my Kobe nine. Those are pretty yeah. tight. I think uh, I have
0: those- a feeling you might win this showdown. You've had a couple Kobe's on this uh, episode. Tonight. Oh, I like Kobe's. Like the Did you, you ever wear those in a game me. though? No, not these uh- <laughs> are not game worn. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> Too high for me. All right. Yeah.
0: Go vote at Canell and Bell. You don't stand a chance. Who won the shoe showdown? I think you might be surprised. Want <laughs> <gonna> to take it. <laughs>